Hey, what's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror is Home podcast. Today, I'm going to be discussing Antlers, the new film directed by Scott Cooper and produced by Guillermo del Toro. It follows a school teacher and a sheriff brother in a small Oregon town where they discover one of her students is harboring a supernatural creature. The film was supposed to be released in April 2020, but was delayed twice due to COVID until October of this year. Director Scott Cooper has a few films under his belt, mainly true crime and drama, but he starred in the 2009 horror film For Sale by Owner. Many know famous producer Guillermo del Toro for directing Hellboy, Crimson Peak, Pan's Labyrinth, The Shape of Water, and the upcoming Nightmare Alley adaptation, as well as his countless writing and producing credits throughout the years. Antlers is based off the short story Quiet Boy by Nick Antosca, who is the creator and showrunner of the Channel Zero series and brand new Cherry Flavor on Netflix. The film stars Carrie Russell, known for her roles in FX's The Americans and 2013's Dark Skies, Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad and an episode of Black Mirror, and Jeremy T. Thomas as Lucas. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we can get into the spoiled plot for Antlers. The film opens with a father and son duo at an abandoned mine. Aiden waits in the truck as his dad Frank is inside. Frank hears suspicious noises but continues into the mine. He meets his partner inside where they have used the space to make a meth lab. The two continue hearing noises and investigate. They're attacked in the dark by a creature and Aiden is also encountered by what was in the cave. Three weeks later, in school we meet 12-year-old Lucas, Aiden's brother we know by the father's mention earlier. He's bullied, quiet, and wanders the town looking for roadkill to bring back home, assumingly to eat. His teacher, Julia, attempts to bond with the boy and follows him to the ice cream shop one afternoon. He acknowledges that she was following him and tells her not to do it again. Julia is suspicious that Lucas is suffering from child abuse and is determined to help. As she was abused as a child, she left the town at a younger age and only returned in recent news that her father had killed himself. She's now living in their home with her brother, Paul, who is also the local sheriff. Julie has flashbacks to her childhood trauma, startling easy, and feels the need to apologize to her brother for abandoning him there years ago. Despite signs of concern from her brother, Paul, and their principal, Ellen, Julia visits Lucas's home in hopes of talking to Frank. The door is open, and she can hear strange noises coming from the inside. Half of the remains of Frank's accomplice are found in the woods by former sheriff, Warren Stokes, alarming Paul and his fellow officer, Dan. Lucas is keeping his now sickly and ravenous father and brother locked in the room and feeding them with animal carcasses he retrieves. Julia's concerns about Lucas persist and she pressures Ellen, the principal, into paying his father a visit. Paul and Warren discover the other part of Frank's accomplice in the mine along with part of an antler. 
Ellen visits the Weaver house and discovers the room where Frank and Aiden are locked up, which she unlocks and enters. Frank kills Ellen before antlers burst out of his body in some sort of transformation. Frank, now transformed into a savage horned creature, kills Lucas's school bully Clint when Lucas is attacked by the boy. A terrified Lucas flees home where he discovers both his father and brother are gone. Ellen is reported missing and suspecting something is wrong, Julie visits the Weaver house where she finds Ellen's car. The police arrive at the house and discover Ellen's body along with Frank's, which is now a charred husk. Aiden is nowhere to be found, Lucas is taken to the hospital where Julia and Paul are told he was abused. Julia decides to let Lucas stay with her, despite Paul's concerns. The next day, while Lucas recovers in the hospital, Julia and Paul pay Warren Stokes, the former sheriff, a visit and show him Lucas's drawings. Warren identifies the figure as a Wendigo, a legendary Algonquin creature that appears as a ravenous, cannibalistic spirit and jumps from person to person. It can only be killed when it's at its weakest, as it is feeding. Clint's body is discovered that night, with injuries suggesting Warren's legend about the Wendigo is real. Lucas is discharged from the hospital and informed by Julia that Frank, his father, is dead. Lucas tells her that she is wrong and that Frank is coming for him to take him down to the mine to be with Aiden. The transformed Frank uses Aiden to lure Dan, the deputy, into the shed outside of Julia's house and kill him. Hearing the commotion, Julia and Lucas hide while Paul arrives and is so badly wounded. Lucas escapes to the mine while Julia retrieves Paul. The pair travel to the mine, which Julia enters armed with a pistol. Inside, she discovers Lucas and Aiden and sees that Frank has indeed become a Wendigo, currently feasting on a dead bear. After a vicious fight, Julia manages to kill the Wendigo-possessed Frank with the help of Lucas. The Wendigo spirit passes into Aiden, and despite Lucas's protest, Julia stabs Aiden to death, seemingly ending the curse. Sometime later, a recovered Paul and Julia discuss keeping Lucas with them for a while, despite concerns he may turn. As Julia and Lucas leave, Paul begins to cough up a black bile as Frank had when first possessed by the Wendigo. First off, excuse my inconsistent pronunciation of the word Wendigo. I'm not too familiar with the story of this creature, and I think the first time I had heard of it was in Pet Cemetery. This film kind of portrays it to be like a werewolf infectious type, and the partial glimpses we got to see of it on screen helped steady the tension before we got the full reveal at the end. Though I don't exactly care for the glowing red we could see from its body, that part kind of put a CG feel that I don't think added anything to the creature design. I thought all the actors did a good job portraying their characters, but the characters themselves felt sort of flat. Julia had her caregiver syndrome with traumatic childhood backstory fueling her motivation. Paul was the quiet-worded brother who kept in denial most of the film, even when Dan told him that something was outside of his own house. We didn't get to see a side of him showing panic or worry. Jesse Plemons' character in this movie reminded me of the one he played in 2020's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Very emotionless and dry, more than likely on purpose. Lucas was complicated. We're meant to feel bad for what his character is going through with taking care of his brother and father, being bullied at school, but it felt like if he would have told someone about what was going on, then his problems could have been solved. Later in the movie, he chooses to run to the mine to join Frank and Aiden. He puts Julia and Paul at risk doing this, and then when the time comes, he does choose to help Julia, but it felt like a trust was never truly established or even worked on between the two characters to make this moment feel more significant. Most of the movie, the characters were in different places or just not even talking about what was happening. The climax itself was a bit anticlimactic, as Julia kind of just killed the creature. It didn't feel like the Wendigo even cared to try to get a good shot at her, and then whenever it did finally try, Lucas stabbed it in the back. Overall, the mood of this film was quite dreadful, probably due to the foggy small town mountain setting and the endless darker tone lighting. 
This reminded me of movies like Pulse or The Ring, which isn't a bad thing, but it's a style choice that the opinions of others may vary by mood. I did like watching this film. I'd give it a two and a half for just being all right. It wasn't the most exciting. The characters were flat. And even with the thrown in traumatic childhood backstory, I never really felt emotionally invested with any of them. It was very gloomy, but I wouldn't call it misery porn, just more of your typical small town creature feature with a kid being the focus point for most of the movie. The film was visually polished in the dark horror kind of way, and how the story was told, I could tell it was being directed by someone who, whose main works involved drama. It's worth a watch, but I wouldn't say rush to see it or pay the full price right away. That's all I've got for my review of Antlers. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at, at @horrorshome and like the Horrors Home Facebook page. Have you gotten a chance to see Antlers or any of the new horror films lately? Send me a message letting me know. My name is Tyler, and until next time, thanks for listening.